the Sotastic Podcast. My name is Rashin India. Today we have with us two amazing guests. One is Vincent Spinoza. The other is Pratish Patel, goes by Prit. And uh, just to give you a little bit of the background, they're part of the uh, Spinoza Financial Group, which is a, a multi-generational financial planning team committed to developing trust based on relationships by consistently going beyond client expectations and providing appropriate financial solutions to help attain their goals. So, Vince, Fred, yeah. welcome to the podcast. Thanks Thank for you. having us. How are you guys? Good. I, really good. I, I want to preface it by saying both Vince and Pritt bring with them over 30 years of experience in the finance and insurance industry, guys. So I can't wait to ask questions that are going to be very relevant to this podcast. So thank you, game guys. No, thank you. So before we get started, let's do this. Let's learn a little more about you, your family life, and your professional life. You know, I originally, I grew up in a small town in North Dakota, and then I went to college. I actually did a major in chiropractic. And then as I learned over the years that anybody in medicine does not have any financial background. So eventually I started to help other physicians with finances. And that's how I got to being a financial advisor for a lot of the physicians that I've worked with in the past too. Wow. Yeah. So 30 years ago, after graduating college with a marketing degree, I always wanted the business for myself. So... I found that taking the route of starting the insurance path there, being able to be my own boss, not come up with any franchise initiation fees and mm-hmm. whatnot, mm-hmm. I was able just to kind of, you know, zero salary, just go out on my own and just build my own clientele and get referred, you know, going forward. If I was, if I was able to help people get what they want, you know, I could get what I want. So, and that then built into over the last 30 years, the Spinoza Financial Group, and we can go into that a little bit later, but uh, now we have a team of people people that help with my clients and our clients with their overall financial planning and insurance planning. I grew up in New York, uh, Long Island, and we moved out here when my dad, Sears headquarters, moved out here to Chicago. So I consider myself pretty much a Chicago native, I I guess, at this point in time. I don't even know if our audience knows what Sears is. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Sears was the the Amazon. Oh, yeah. Sears, Sears was the Amazon of the yesteryear. That's what Sears was. So you come from the medical profession background. Correct. Did you come from finance or in insurance industry background previous to starting up your company? No. No, I had a marketing degree. Okay. But I actually sold insurance in college. Okay. Wow. And I had early success with that. Okay. So I, I was able to make some money my senior year of college selling insurance mm-hmm. with a smaller insurance company. Okay. But I had some success. Uh, mm-hmm. So it kind of got the bug right there and saying, you know, I'm pretty good at this. I was able to explain things very well. So it worked for me. So that, it was a nice transition in there. And yeah, we have interns at a college, yeah. you know, and right. they want to get some experience so they can work with us. First, you have to get the licenses. So I'm married. I have two daughters, 122, 119 now. Wow. But so that's my family, a little of my family life right there. <laughs> so, so you have two kids. I think you also have I do. Kids. I have two boys. I like to say two knuckleheads. <laughs> but, how, uh, how young are they? 19 and 16. Wow. So just fun ages because they're into sports and you know, those types of things. So Wow. Okay. So now I'm curious because you got started in college, you knew medical profession. What made you guys get into the insurance industry, the finance industry in the first place? Like, was there something that appealed to you? Was there like a calling? Mine was I had flexibility and freedom to do whatever I wanted. But you also need to have a sense of discipline because if you didn't have that, you were never going to succeed mm. in doing that. You know, I didn't want anybody above me. Mm. I wanted to be able to make my own decisions, you know, in a relative sense and mm. be able to 
structure my own day mm-hmm. and work when I wanted to work. Be your own boss. Uh, right. Yeah. Success is defined, right, as being able to take time when you want to take time, mm-hmm. I think. It's mm-hmm. it's not so much about the money. It's about the time. <laughs> the mentors in my young career always told us that um, and striving for that. Now, And when you're, when you're 21 years old, it kind of doesn't really... You're like, no, I want to make as much money as I possibly yeah. can, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. But they always they just pound that into you. It's not about the money. It's not about the money. Yeah. It's about the time. It's about the flexibility. It's about what these this career can allow you to do. So that's another podcast we can talk about then too. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That that would be a very interesting one for your group. Yeah. So Good stuff. Happy to do it's that. It's interesting you say the hours and the time. You know, I was putting in a lot of time as a doctor and that is another reason I transitioned you know I, I got time with my kids and I love my clients I love introducing them to Pritis I, like, I said I'm gonna have you talk to a doctor it's 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 really fun we have a good time with it well thank you okay so why is learning about insurance important towards financial literacy and specifically good financial management because we can even turn it on the flip side what are some of the pitfalls if you don't learn Well, insurance really is a transfer of risk, okay? And I think that's what gets lost. When you're talking about any type of insurance, if you can't afford to make up the loss, Mm. you need to transfer that risk. Mm. And there's a premium to do that, Mm. okay? So, and I think that's where the lesson is learned for not only adults, but for children as well, is that if there is something that you're not willing to lose or there's a financial Mm -hmm. stake, Mm -hmm. you know, would you insure it? You know, for example, it's like, would you insure your income? And what is it worth? And and everybody says, yes, I would insure myself. Okay. It's just that when you're teaching somebody about insurance, it's just that transfer of risk. Mm -hmm. The only objection you get to that is saying, well, I'm, you know, Bill Gates. I have billions of dollars. Okay. Well, you've kind of transferred. (laughs) For the average person, it's just, what do you want to insure? What part of that risk do you want to insure? And that's really the whole lesson learned with insurance. Mm -hmm. And the flip side of it is, that these contracts can be long, they can have some exceptions, mm. they can cover certain conditions and certain not. I, I mean, perfect example I can use is even in my own house, I have homeowner's insurance. Right. I, my chandelier fell onto the floor. Oh, no. I had a claim. They're like, we're not going to cover the chandelier. We don't cover workmanship. Nobody reads that. That's mm. what we do. We read that and say, like Vince was mentioning, uh, covering your income. Well, there's different types of coverage to cover your income. There can be, well, if you can do any type of job, mm. then it'll be covered. Okay. But if you cannot do your own profession, that's another type of coverage. And that's where I've really read into some of those type of contracts and go, wait a minute, you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are some yeah. of the things that... Another way to pose it too for folks is to say, well, if I'm only going to pay you once in your life, once, one check, you're going to get one check from me. How much would that check need to be for you to make the world go round for the rest of your life or X period of time? $100 million. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, so that's really the, that's the other part. You know, so you got to get to think about that shift in risk mm-hmm. uh, going forward. And so uh, an interesting story about that, I you know, um, if, you know, 9-11, mm-hmm. you want to talk about, no, you want to <laughs> talk about when 9-11 happened and when they were assessing you know, the government was assessing the people that lost their lives in the towers. The government were assessing, well, how much insurance should or how much money should we give them? Mm-hmm. And the multiple that they used mm-hmm. for the people's salary mm-hmm. were far more than what uh, we use right. in our 
scenarios of, you know, multiple 20 times income was what they were giving them. Yeah. We normally use a 10. 10 yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it was, it's, it's kind of these things come out, you know, these are little intricacies in the insurance industry that, you know, a lot of people don't hear about, but you know, it, it, it was to, to just to understand about transferring risk and what you're worth, mm. you know, the government, you know, he's like, well, the government uses one number, but in, people balk about some of the numbers that when we start to do the analysis, we're like, whoa, that's a, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's quite interesting. But yeah, but they'll take it from the government 20 times. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> worth that. But when we tell you that, no, well, that's kind of high. Yeah. And, you know, we have to fight that. And, bit, and when so. you talk about life insurance, we are basically, we are putting a price to your life. life. Yeah. And right. what it's worth to you and your family. Right. Right. It's not just you dream up a number. It's those conversations. It's what are your values you know do you want this paid off or do you want income for a mm-hmm. period of time so those are all the little nuances or quirks that we always look into and and we do put numbers to it yeah so i can see the importance of being literate in not just the terms but also some of the options that people just don't know about yeah and essentially they come from a place of ignorance where they they don't know what's right for them Uh, So let's start with the basics. How do you talk to your clients when it comes to insurance? You know, I'm sure you uh, go through like, why do I need it? What are some different insurances? You know, any other frequently asked questions that you guys get from your clients? The initial part of it is, is that you you have to look at what are they living on currently today and take a realistic view of that without going through all the objections. It's just, you know, you realistically look at if you're doing everything here based on this net income, is that the net income that you would like a monthly or an annual basis? And then if you no longer were, what do we need to to replace you? Okay. can do a whole podcast on objections if you'd like to do that. (laughs) But that's what we do is we look at that and then it's like it's really time. It's how long do you want it for? Mm-hmm. And once again, going back to my initial risk to transfer the risk. Mm-hmm. If if you're saying, Vince, I only want to transfer the risk for 10 years or 20 years or 30 years. Well, then we'll build a plan mm-hmm. to do that. You know, we're fiduciaries and we have to do what's in best interest of our clients. And we're okay. saying, this is what we, we document that. And we just say, this is what you want. Now, the thing is, is there a cost analysis based on going beyond 20 years, then what type of insurance you want to? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then that's where we and, calculate. And those. then also, too, how much money you make mm-hmm. and your net worth and things like that will all come into play. Okay. Because, you know, everybody thinks that by the time I get to 60, 65, I'm going to have enough money. Mm-hmm. I'll be fine. And majority of our clients are fine. But yeah, but there's the tax man. Th- there's also. then there's another conversation <laughs> so, on yeah. that, right? So it really depends, and I think that's where people get into this whole thing of what type of product is best for me based on those things. And I I think that typically it comes down to the goals that that client has. Okay, you know, going forward, for you know, some clients say, well, I would like to have at least some of the insurance for the, for my whole life. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not going to be term insurance. You know, if that's what you want, then that's a different product than a term product because term means temporary period of time. Okay. Okay. And term does expire, mm-hmm. right? That's why they don't they don't fund trust with term insurance because term does expire. And those we, are the two big categories, yeah. term and, and then, then some type of permanent right. insurance. Okay. So when you talk life insurance, those right. are the two big categories that, you know, and that's what Vince is talking about. Right. So it's about time horizon mm-hmm. and how long they want that. You know, my 30-year career, it's very interesting when people get down, if they have a term product 
and either it's the term is like it's a level term and it's going to expire or and level means you're paying this amount for a period of time right and then eventually it expires right or you can have a yearly renewable term well that would go to age 80 but those premiums get at when you're older starting at you know 50 50 they start to really climb up in premium, right? It's funny when you get to that age, when a lot of clients now that are getting, my clients in particular are getting to that age, they see these premiums start to go up and they're like, huh, Mm. okay, how do I maneuver this? I want to keep some insurance because, well, maybe I didn't save as much. I would like to leave a legacy for my children. Mm. Uh, I need to pay estate taxes. I need to, or state taxes if you live in Illinois. (laughs) So there's a lot more that goes into that. And those are the conversations like Pritt mentioned, that we need to have with our clients and, okay. and to think through right. all those scenarios. And, and sometimes they don't want to. If you're like, hey, I just want insurance. All I need insurance is for this amount and this time. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Okay. It's an interesting stat that majority of the term insurances are canceled. That's actually great for the insurance company. They're canceled by whom? By the person that bought it. Okay. They, never, they, they, they don't pay claim. Over and they, they don't never pay, claim. Pay, the, pay uh, yeah. the claim. Because if you're insuring a life for 20 years, it's in the insurance company's favor. Good. Yeah. Right. Right. So, you know, actuarially, mm-hmm. right? And it's, we like to even the odds. I mean, let's just yeah, face it, it, it. You are paying for something. It, you might as well have odds in your Odds favorite. are. Yeah, odds are if you're a healthy young person, mm-hmm. if you have a level 20-year term, it's not going to pay, mm-hmm. right? Uh, let's just get that on the table, right? right? You're not going to pay. That's the insurance. That works in the insurance company's favor, mm-hmm. right? And his, when he's okay. saying level, that means this is the price. Yeah. And then it, over a 20-year period, that's how... And even in the year renewable term where it starts off low when you're younger, it gets more expensive. Okay. Even those don't pay off okay. uh, rarely. Okay. Um, so it's the permanent policies are the ones that pay the claims. Okay. Those are the ones, the majority that pay the claims because obviously they're in force at the older ages okay. where they, the client has stopped paying premiums on those or what it may be, or they're used for some sort of type of estate planning or whatever it is. Okay. You know, so that's really the, the argument out there mm-hmm. is where planners, insurance agents or whatnot, they come in with a, you know, all they carry is a hammer. You can't do that. We, what we do is make sure that we have a very clear, specific conversation and what their goals are and okay. be candid. And then also too, so a lot of people say to us, well, I want some insurance for the long run, but right now I can't afford it. That's okay. Mm-hmm. The most important thing for us is to make sure you have the proper amount of insurance based on the analysis on the income that you want. Okay. You want to pay the mortgage off, put the kids through school, provide income for the spouse. That's mm-hmm. usually the three things that they yeah. want done. If that's what you want done, we have to make sure you have the right amount, amount of insurance. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. If it's at all term, fine. At this point, we make a little more money. If you want to change insurance over, that's fine. But okay. those are the conversations that you really need to have in these meetings. To your audience out there, you want to have a person who is a fiduciary, CFP, okay. fiduciary, who is under certain standards that objectively they're, they're saying everything we, you know, we're on the hook, mm-hmm. if yeah. you will. And so I think it's important, you know, we're fiduciaries, you know, we're, I'm under the CFP guy, I'm a certified financial planner as well. Right. We're under those ethics and those standard of ethics as well. Okay. I think those are the things that your audience should be looking for because those conversations need to be had. And, you know, like, what, what am I not thinking of? So, you know, just an aside on that one too is um, the younger the client, the cheaper it is for something that's more permanent. Mm. Yes, the term stuff is very cheap, but that's because... The actuaries know, the the insurance companies know the likeliness. That's all this is, the likeliness of them paying out, right? That's all we're looking at. As we get older, the probabilities increase, and that's when it gets more and more expensive. Okay. So the younger, even younger than the, before college, if they have something more permanent, you, you'd be surprised at how much that can 
add up mm-hmm. and how much that can be an asset in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had clients that they use that for down payments for house or properties, you know, or have that as collateral, okay. even when they're graduating college or even further down the road. There are some parents that say, hey, you know, I'm going to do this little extra nest egg and I'll sign it off to them as long as they've behave properly <laughs> or you, you, you understand what I mean it, it is, yeah. Yeah. otherwise it's still under your name mm-hmm. you're, you're in control the gifting thing you know we always go back and forth as a group on it's I mean yes it warms a parent's heart to gift their child but when you can allow a little string to be attached I think it goes a long way okay. on being financially literate like mm-hmm. you're talking about mm-hmm. so that those are some of the things that we teach our clients is yes you want to do the right things. You want a gift, but you want to have some control. And you don't have that if you just, here, here's five bucks, Vince. Mm-hmm. Those are the things we like to teach our clients So in, in that insurance realm too. So, Well, in terms of teaching, because you mentioned in financial literacy, let's say somebody comes to you and says, yes. Brit, I know I need life insurance. I don't know a single thing about it. You know, I know there's terms like, you know, premiums and uh, being fiduciary responsible, I would say. Mm-hmm. What are some terms? What are some concepts that you go through? with somebody who has no idea, they just know they want something. You know, we always start with the types, right? Term and permanent. Hmm. The analogies I can use for term is when you rent. You have a contract you sign. It's normally for what, 12 or 24 months. Hmm. You can rent a space and they charge you a fixed amount. Hmm. Okay, after that, it's gonna change. It may change. Then there's the, why do you buy a house? Hmm. I buy a house because I wanna own it. It's Something you want to build equity. Build asset. Yeah. So that's where the permanent realm mm-hmm. is. And then they have, you know, just like they have in mortgages, there's a 15-year, there's a 30-year. You can have those type of payment plans. Okay. okay. So that's the big 40,000 feet up unless there's a... Yeah, I, 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 like I think, no, I think that's a great... The basics are, is, you know, once again, asking the questions, well, how long do you want the insurance? Mm-hmm. You know, if they say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, well, come on. You know, and then asking the proper questions beyond that. And that's going to help us then, okay, well, we might want to have term insurance for this amount of time. Mm -hmm. But if you want the insurance longer than that, then you're going to need probably some sort of type of permanent product there. Mm -hmm. So the term goes away Mm -hmm. and then you have this permanent product left over at the end game that you can rely that will cover the needs, liquidity needs, estate needs, whatever it may be at the Mm -hmm. end. And there are companies that do that. They'll say, okay, I'll write a term contract. Until this age, you can convert it. You could actually build cash if you wanted down the road. So we tend to look at those type of scenarios because we know the stats. We know that term insurance gets canceled and basically the insurance company made all the money. Mm -hmm. Depends upon what they want, the basic stuff. So, and then it's up to the budget. So then you talk to the client, you know, you talk to them about budget and saying, well, you know, I Uh, budget as far as monthly, monthly monthly budget, monthly, annually, you know, know, where are we at? What do you want to use it for? I mean, that's an important question too, without getting into too much detail on permanent policies, they have long-term care writers on them now. Okay. So it can kill a few birds with one stone. Can you describe what a writer is? Good question. A rider is what you can put additionally onto an insurance contract uh, that would add more premium. So, for example, on a permanent or on a 
term contract, you can have what's called a waiver or premium benefit, which means if you become totally disabled, the insurance company then would pay the premium for you and convert the insurance if you're totally disabled and can't do anything okay. Okay, after a certain amount of time. There's okay. also additional purchase. There's on um, yeah, so that that goes on the permanent policies too, and then the permanent policies have additional purchase options where you can buy more insurance, no medical questions asked in the future. Also, you can have riders for inflation, inflation yeah. which is really a big subject now, but. Seven years ago, wasn't really much nobody was yeah, talking about it. Really it wasn't, you know? yeah. and, and we wrote our policies with the inflation in there. Okay. Yeah. But that's part of being an advisor is looking further ahead than just today, now, or next year, or two years. And, and it's part so. part of being literate about it. Yeah. Just to say, hey, is yeah. there such a thing as inflation? It is, it is important. Yeah. And you know, it is going to play an important role. You know, if not now, six years from now, five but years from now. You give people the option, let them make the decision on what they want or not. Those are the riders on that. And then they have the, now they have the long-term care rider, okay. which essentially means is that the insurance permanent and permanent insurance policy with the accelerated care benefit, that's the long-term care rider, okay. would then be able to then, if you have a long-term care event, you would be able to use the death benefit and cash values to pay for that long-term care event. So that's relatively new okay. and relatively new being And what? even in general, Three long-term years. care yeah. is relatively new. That's something that has come up in the last 10 years, I'd say, right? More of the long-term care. On the insurance side of it now, strategically uh, now with clients, it's becoming a topic of conversation quite a bit because long-term care is becoming one of your major insurance issues okay. in retirement. But we'll, we'll shovel that for another day if you'd like to do that. So Perfect. So as parents, Please stay tuned for the second part of this podcast mm-hmm. coming Sometimes next week. The ideas, techniques, approaches, information, and opinions expressed in this video or podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Sotastic LLC and its employees. While the primary purpose is to educate and inform, it does not constitute professional advice or services. We hope, however, that the content presented here will assist you in developing a strong, financial understanding and mindset. You may not edit, modify, copy, or redistribute this video or podcast with any other website, computer, or playing device. Use of this video or podcast constitutes acceptance of these terms. All content of this video or podcast is subject to copyright international law. No private or public means or blog or website can repost or reproduce or modify and post its content without the written consent of Sotastic LLC.